And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And I do have to tell you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And we love ourselves some Fullscale. Uh, and today, we also love our guest. I am so excited to have this individual on the show. We've been talking about it for quite some time, but we're about to introduce you to Jessica Palm, and Jessica is Vice President, Marketing and Public Relations with the Kansas City Area Development Council. So they they do a lot to promote Kansas City. Uh, you know, it, they have a lot of initiatives to strengthen our, us economically and, and share us with the world, attract talent, attract business to the area. They just do a lot of really cool stuff for the Kansas City uh, Kansas City, our fair city. And Jessica and I have known each other for, for a while now, I would say. I've watched you um, grow and evolve with your family. And I've always loved like hanging out with you at events when we're not running around like crazy people. So I'm just, I'm super excited to have you on the show, Jessica. Welcome. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It has been too long. So I'm so excited to be here today and to talk with you. And <laughs> you've had an amazing career too. And it's been awesome getting to see all the work that you've done in the community. So I'm excited to chat and let's get Same. to it. Well, so, so let's hop right into it because I, I want to get as much out of our time together as I possibly can. Um, I, I do want you to know, I am going to ask you about the um, the luncheon that I just went to a couple weeks ago. I'm going to ask you about that later, but that's not my first question. Okay. My first question is just going to be, you know, kind of give us, tell us, tell us a little bit about Jessica Palm. Tell us about the KC ADC. Like, tell us, tell us about your journey. I want to, I want to hear. Sure. Well, I work at the Kansas City Area Development Council. We are uh, the regional nonprofit economic development group for big Kansas City. So we help as a sales and marketing team for our 18 county, 50 community footprint. So Kansas and Missouri. And essentially, we attract business and people to the greater Kansas City area. And I've had the opportunity to work on the KCADC team for a little over 10 years. And I'm a native of Kansas City. So being able to promote and sell the community that I grew up in, I live in, and I'm raising my family in is pretty cool. And I'm really excited, you know, coming out of, um, you know, a, a couple of rough, you know, 24 months, Kansas City has got a lot going on. And I'm really excited for what we have um, this coming year to be able to highlight our market. So we do a ton of marketing stuff. A lot of what we do, you don't see in Kansas City. You see all over the world. And um, we love doing that. 
Well, and I love the fact that like, like essentially you are doing PR for a city rather than for an individual. Like, and I, and I kind of love that. And I, and I imagine that you have to really, really love Kansas city to do what you do. Right. Like yeah. to, to very passionately promote our promote Kansas city. Like, so where did that love come from? If you don't mind my asking. Yeah. So the Kansas city region, I mean, I think being raised here and being in a community in the Kansas city metro area, like I had no intention of living in Kansas city after I went to KU. I lived in Chicago for a while and loved it, but Kansas city is home. And there's just something about this community that brings people back and gets people to stay here. And it's really true. People come back all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And it, and, and it's this like hospitality, the handshake means something. The innovation coming out of our market is incredible, but it's in this like, not even a humble brag. Like I just do what I need to do as a business leader, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, and I make it happen, but I like keep my head down and I make it happen. And that's, what's been really cool to see in my role at KCADC is that we have the opportunity to tell those stories for all these amazing individuals and organizations that just do their thing every day in Kansas city. And, um, it's been really fun. And, I love being able to grow the community that I grew up in and also where my kids are growing up. Yeah. Well, so I, and I love that. And I have to tell you, so, so I'm originally from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, that's not anything that I am, you know, particularly secretive about, but that being said, um, I always tell people when I, when people are like, Oh, how long have you been here? I'm like, Oh, about 12 years. You can't send me back because you know, St. Louis will always have a piece of my heart, but Kansas city is such a cool city. And, you know, just over the course of time, I've, I've so fallen in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got a really, a really fun vibe, you know, not without its challenges for sure. Sure. Just like every city, every city. But, um, you know, just so much potential, so such a good vibe. Um, you know, so many opportunities to get involved with the arts and sports. And, you know, we, we have all of these like really, I guess, vertical leading institutions based out of here. And we've got a really strong entrepreneurial ecosystem. And so there's just so much to recommend it. So, so I want to ask you, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about how things go when they go well. Like, we love Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that being in the public eye as you are and, you know, having to court public opinion, um, sometimes you come across dissenting opinions. How do you deal with those? You know, I think first and foremost, it's listening. And really hearing from our community what they're feeling. Because, you know, as my job and our team's job is to promote, you know, the best of Kansas City, we all want to be the best versions of ourselves and the best versions of our community. But you have to be good with yourself and your community before you can be good for everyone else, right? Right. And and so similar to how you would think about yourself as an individual, we think about it at a community scale and listening is very important. And also yeah. realizing that every community across the country has their own thing that they're trying to work out. And that's what makes cities great and dynamic is that it's always ever changing, ever evolving. And I think for Kansas City, 
we, for the most part, have a pretty collaborative environment across our region. For sure. And a community that is willing to step up and have some tough conversations when we need to because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I hope that our community sees that KCADC has a seat at the table and wants to be a part of driving positive change in our market. But it takes all of us to do that. And if we can help rally our community to do that in a really smart, intentional and focused way, then that's going to only help all of us. So absolutely. There are differing opinions every day. And I've learned a lot. You know, I've had my own opinions or organization has had a stance on something, but after conversations with people across the region, you know, that opinion can change and that's good. Those conversations are really important. Yeah, I, I love the idea, and I and I think sometimes when we when we talk about public opinion and we talk about things like oh I don't know like social media and, and perception, one of the things that we fail to talk about is is you know there there seems to be little nuance when you reach when you see people who have like opinions they have very strong opinions there's very little nuance involved it's very black and white and and so i love that um in what you do like i i have noticed that you listen like you know you just have this luncheon and i i'm just gonna go right into it because i loved the luncheon it was so much fun. <laughs> i'm glad you loved it <laughs> it was wonderful uh still have not started reading the the mel robbins book but i will i will i promise um, but that being said, when you looked around this room, you had so many different kinds of stakeholders involved and sitting at, you know, sitting at these tables, learning about what you do. You know, you had, you had politicians, you had nonprofit leaders, you had corporate entities, you had all of these very different and seemingly disparate parties that have to come together to make a community work, mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I would imagine that that was a very intentional choice. So, so talk to us a little bit about that, like how you engage. You know, we've kind of talked about what happens when people don't agree with you, but how do you engage people who just at their core are different and have very different interests and you have to kind of bring them all together to unify them? Yeah. You know, what I think is great is that the community in which we all live is our common ground right? We get up every day in the same community across our region. And whether we're a community leader, a business leader, um, a nonprofit executive, a student going to school in our market, we're all living and working in the same area of the country, right? In the same place. And that physical location is a lot of power, to be able to have what we call at KCADC, a collective of the willing. And that collective, yeah, that collective, when you really think about it, when you really like sit and think about it, everybody has their own um, priorities and their own areas of focus that they have in their day-to-day personally and professionally. But you all want to live in a city in which you love right? You want to get up every day and be proud of where you're from. And, and that's what KCADC is all about is helping position our community in the best way possible. And so the luncheon that you mentioned, that's a way to rally everybody together to get excited about 
I love totally feeling energized. And I have to tell you, like Jessica, I was not expecting information presented by the Kansas City Area Development (laughs) Council, which is a pretty dry name. Like, it totally don't is. Get me wrong. I love what you do, but I'm just like, that sounds like a very serious thing. And so I went to this luncheon and I was not expect I was expecting to learn a lot of really interesting information, but what I was not expecting was to leave just so pumped up and jazzed. Like y'all did a really great job at presenting information in a highly engaging way. Thank so, you. Well done. Yeah. No, some <laughs> of what we do is pen to paper, data driven, right? It's the cost of doing business. It's what's the risk of bringing your company to Kansas City. And that's all very important. But how you package it and deliver it is a very uh, different way uh, to present data. And I'm going to brag on our team here for a minute because (laughs) I work with the most amazing people. We are a small but mighty team. There are 24 of us total at KCADC. And we have been named by our clients, uh, which are site location consultants around the world, as the number one economic development group in the country for the third consecutive time. So that's six years in a row because it's a two-year standing in the country. So Kansas City, our region, is seen amongst business leaders around the world as like the top place. to sell, you know, business and lifestyle. And um, that's something that we are very proud of, but it takes all of us, that collective of the willing, it literally takes every person because we can only do, we can only message and package what we have in the Kansas City area, right? So it takes all of us to make that best uh, impression of our region. Wow. Well, so so I'll tell you what, like, I, I, I'm going to ask you a question that I did not anticipate asking, but you brought up the team. And, and I think that this is really, really crucially important. Like, again, when, when you have, when you have a small team, you know, everybody has to wear a lot of hats and everybody has to work pretty much in concert. There might be, you know, different tactics used, but you definitely are in pursuit of the same goal. So talk to us about that. How did you, how did you develop that team? How did you find those Kansas city enthusiasts who were ready to do the data work and do the engagement work and, you know, figure out the way for Kansas city to put our best foot forward? Well, I would say first and foremost, everyone on on our team is undeniably like the biggest cheerleaders for Kansas City. But a fun fact about our team are that most of the individuals in our organization are not from Kansas City originally, Um, which I think is a true, you know, testament to how amazing our community is that you have people from all over the country that have chosen not only to be here, but to be the biggest ambassadors for our community. Um, And we have a lot of tenure in our organization. And that's, you know, really a huge testament to Tim, our CEO. He um, has been with the organization for, oh gosh, 20, 25 years and has been our CEO for about six or seven. And he is an amazing leader, not only for our team, but our community. And that culture and the team mentality that we have at KCADC, we spend more time with each other than we do our families and friends. I mean, let's well, do sure. that, right? So, <laughs> so that building that culture in that environment to be able to, we have things like no bad ideas meetings. 
So you go into a meeting saying, okay, we've got a big event that we need to host. Let's have no bad ideas. Every idea is valid and it's around the table. And that's how we get to some of our most innovative ideas and concepts to execute. Um, And I think that's really cool. It sets us up to go further than feeling like, okay, I've got an idea, but what if somebody hates it? And then I'm not going to say anything about it. Right. So that is a level set that Tim had implemented from the start of his time at KCADC. Um, And we hold each other accountable. I mean, our philosophy at KCADC is to compete for the extraordinary that Wow, man, you've got like, you guys have a lot of like mottos and slogans and inspirational phrases that could go on t-shirts. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, we're we're sales and marketing. (laughs) But when you really think about that, when you think about, there are a lot of people, and Tim mentioned this at our luncheon, there are a lot of people and organizations that compete for mediocrity. And there are not a lot of extraordinary, um, you know, competition and that, and Mel Robbins, who was our keynote for that event also, you know, said the same thing, you know, compete for the extraordinary, go the extra mile. It's a lot less crowded. Um, and that's, you know, the mentality that we take at KCADC every day that we challenge each other and ourselves, um, because it's for our community, right? I mean, we're stewards of, two and a half million people. So, so let me, let me ask you this, cause you said something that was really, really interesting to me. And I want to go back to your no bad ideas meeting because mm-hmm. it was such a beautiful segue to something that I really want to talk with you about. But so one of my, or, all right. So I'm a design thinking evangelist. Like I love design thinking. I love using it in team meetings and things like that. And I think one of the most powerful stages of design thinking is the brainstorming stage. And that is the stage where you take the craziest ideas and you take whatever comes to mind. You don't think about budgets. You don't think about like any of the blockers that could potentially throw up. You just, you just ideate and you just sit intentional time and you throw ideas out there. But I have found, and this is really interesting to me, um, I have found that often adults, because I because I've done like design thinking with students and youth, and I've done it with adults. Um, but with adults, often you get so mired in the potential blockers that it it actually stifles innovative thought. Mm-hmm. And that's really frustrating because it's like there you could say, I mean, in a brainstorming session, you could say, I think that we should have purple people eaters as waiters. And like, that is a valid idea. Now, are you going to be able to do it? Probably not. But you could figure out a fun way to make that feasible. You know, I don't know, get some costumes on the waiters or something, whatever. Right. And so, so you know, the, the germ of a really great idea often comes from the outlandish or the extraordinary or, and so, so I want to ask you, and I'm asking you, Jessica, the team leader who has been charged with, with this very important mission, um, how do you pull innovative thought out of this team that you clearly trust and admire and respect so much? How well, do you think, do that? <laughs> well, I think first is trust. Um, and being able to lean on your team and say, I am not an expert in this area. And that's why you're on the team. You are the expert. So first and foremost, I trust your recommendation 100%. Second, 
we've had a lot of really awesome opportunities to hear from different thought leaders around the world. Um, one of them, his name is Stefan Muma. He used to work here in Kansas City. And he said in a meeting one time, your first seven ideas are never the best ideas. So okay. when we have our new our no bad ideas meetings, you get the first seven, and then you get to this, like, it's kind of like an arch and like a roller coaster. So you get to the top, that's idea number seven. That's really not your best idea. So keep going. And you kind of go down and you're like, those are kind of crap ideas, but we're going through the process, right? Like this is a little outlandish, but then you go back up the curve again. And it's that idea number like 14, 15, 16, that when you really get that collaborative mindset going, that's when innovation happens, especially for us as a marketing team, right? Where, you know, you're, you're coming up with new concepts and, and thinking about how you position the community. And that's really, I think where we have found really great success. And so pushing, I try to push uh, my colleagues and teammates a lot that like, yes, that's a bad idea or a good idea, but how do we make that even better? Um, What's that idea number 13 or 14? And that's been really cool for our team to try and execute. Um, but trust, 100% trust is something that, uh, you know, I think to have a really strong team, you have to have, uh, you know, an HR speak. It's called psychological safety. But yes. it's essentially that 100%, I trust you um, to do the right thing for the organization, to the, do the right thing for the team, and to do the right thing for my, for yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I love that you brought up psychological safety because I do think that that is so... Uh, so important when you are looking to create an engaging and innovative culture. Like you can't innovate without screwing up. <laughs> totally, know? that's like, when you learn, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so I love that. That that is that's incredible. Um, you know, you know what else is incredible though, Jessica? Here it comes. The, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by FullScale.io. They can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they are incredible. They, I, I can't tell you how many clients of theirs I have seen who walk away just like totally crazy satisfied with their their app or their you know their software release or or whatever it was. Just having all of that off of their plate. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about hiring. You don't have to you know worry about any of that stuff. And they're gonna they're gonna work with you to create some really amazing solutions. So we, we love full scale. We think yes, they're we absolutely incredible. Um, but, you know, we're here with Jessica Palm with the Kansas City Area Development Council, and they are incredible as well. And I'm just so excited that we're talking. So let's, let's hop back into it. So, so I do want to ask you, um, you know, we're kind of talking about like innovative thought, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I love that you have made that a part of your team culture and process. Like that, that's really impressive. Not a lot of organizations can do that and importantly, do it well. Um, so talk to us about some of the innovative things that you have seen, innovative things that your team has done. Um, you know, you, you're very civically engaged, and I have to be real honest with you, Jessica, I'm going to speak some truth to power. 
civic entities are not known for being crazy innovative. Really? Um, yeah. She's uh-huh. like, what? <laughs> and so I love the fact that you're applying this lens to a, a an industry, a vertical, whatever you want to call it, that is not historically known for moving quickly, being agile, or being open to new thought. So I want to talk to you about that. Like, what has mm-hmm. that been like? Um, what are some successes that you've seen? Um, I just, I, I really want to hear your thoughts because I feel like y'all have kind of, you've cracked the code and congratulations on that. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Um, well, first, you know, first I would say that we're led by the business community. So we're a nonprofit organization and we're funded by the companies across the Kansas City region. So we're held accountable to business leaders just like any for-profit organization. So while we're a nonprofit um, and we're a civic organization, we have a bottom line to to think about. We have um, speed to market and, you know, thinking about if Kansas City was our product, how are we getting that out to our consumers, which would be people and companies around the world. And I think when you take that mentality around what you do every day um, as a civic organization, that's what helps you move at the speed of business and move as quickly as your clients and your partners. Right. Um, so that's, that's how we live and breathe at KCADC. Um, I would say that some of the coolest things that we've had the opportunity to work on would have been, for example, like Amazon HQ2 and positioning our market. That was really one of the first like massive um, tech projects considering our region. Um, so yeah. that was really, I think, the first time that we were able to rally our community in a completely different way and really set us up for the, you know, if and when that happens again with a bigger company evaluating the market. How do we, yeah. how do we approach that? I would also say that the way that companies are doing business is shifting. Um, post COVID. And so the I way the companies agree with that. <laughs> yes. And the way that they're evaluating office space and hiring talent and um, what their culture is like and how they're sourcing clients and bringing on new business, all of that is shifting. And it's up to us at KCADC to make sure that Kansas City is rising to the occasion to meet the needs of companies today and setting them up to be successful in the future. And we're doing some cool stuff again as a nonprofit economic development group. You don't hear about this a lot, but we're utilizing uh, platforms like PitchBook to reach out to individuals around the world who have some sort of connection to Kansas City to say, hey, did you know that you know we actually have a pretty robust strength in cybersecurity in our market? Did you know that uh, biotech and uh, health tech are emerging industries within our area um, in the, the Kansas City market. And oh, by the way, uh, we're the most centrally located city in the country. So if you're hiring really great people and you need a home base for them, our market's got either coast right on either side of us, right? So right. there's a lot that's happening from a business perspective that's changing and it's really cool, but it's up to us to step up as a community and a region um, to meet the needs of individuals who are looking for their next uh, location of choice for their job um, or lifestyle or company 
or startup that's looking to grow within within a new city. So we're we're excited to to do that. One of the things and one of the ways that we are doing that is through a campaign called Casey Heartland. Um, we are so lucky to have Chase McNulty and his team with Charlie Hustle, who have um, really embraced a hundred year legacy of this heart in Kansas City. Yeah, leading back to the Monarchs and the Negro Leagues baseball team to this Heart of America campaign that uh, was, you know, highlighting mid-sized markets decades and decades ago. This heart has been around our city for a very long time. And Charlie Hustle kind of made it cool. Yeah, they they sure did. Well, and so so for our listeners who are not from the Kansas City area or some of our international listeners, I I have to tell you about this Kansas City thing that we do real quick. (laughs) Um, I have read articles on it. Um, apparently, we are very unique in this as a city, but Kansas Cityans love to wear Kansas City on their shirts and on their sleeves and on their hats. And, and we, we love And not tied, to, not tied to a not sports collegiate. Team. It's not tied no. to like any kind of organization. Like we literally walk around with Kansas City emblazoned on our chests <laughs> and on our, you know, I don't know, on our butts. Like we wear Kansas City as a brand, the city yeah. itself as a brand. And so, so that is apparently a very unique thing. I have had people from outside the Kansas City area, like text me and DM me and be like, do you guys really do this? And I'm like, yeah, no, we legit do this. I myself, I think have, I have at least four different iterations of the Charlie Hustle Casey Hart shirt at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I have multiple shirts that are just, you know, Kansas City showing the Western Auto sign or like, you know, some of our landmarks or they just say Kansas City and like you walk around really excited to show off your your Kansas City swag that's and like that's very prideful of yeah. our city and our hometown. And it's been really cool to take that, take that momentum, that pride, um, that really just kind of authentic love of the city that you live in and tell the world about it and get other people to love it. Um, and a great example. So, so Charlie Hustle basically gifted um, their cool Casey Hart that they helped their version of the Casey Hart. They gifted it to our community. And now we're stewards of that and we're promoting Kansas City and the Casey Hart, the Casey Hartling campaign all over the world. So when our, you know, favorite um, NFL team went to the Super Bowl twice, <laughs> we had the opportunity. I love, I love how, I mean, you, you can say it if you want to. <laughs> My, the marketing side of me is thinking like, am I allowed I to say this game? That was um, very diplomatic, uh, but you know the Kansas City Chiefs is our yes. National Football League team. Um, yes. We're very excited. Well, we we get very into our football and our sports here. So yes, so that big game <laughs> that we all watch. Uh, no, when we had the opportunity for the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, you know, you're going to see a ton of really great exposure of our city in the flyover shots and. Um, during the game and all of that kind of stuff, right? Highlighting the watch parties and and whatnot. But that conversation online with millions of people around the world tuning into these games is a huge opportunity for our team to highlight living and working and doing business in our market. 
So we had some, you know, both times really cool um, integrated marketing strategies, uh, you know, geofencing and and highlighting in physical spaces. Hey, you're going to get a targeted emails and graphics from us on all of your websites that you go look at for the next six weeks after the game and, um, you know, reaching out to influencers and partnering with them to tell Kansas City messaging. We've got a cool new partnership with um, NCAA athletes, um, collegiate athletes, now that they have the likeness opportunity. Um, so tapping into that. And again, for an economic development group, that is not hap- that doesn't typically happen. So it's been really exciting to have this national branding effort for Kansas City. And now is an amazing time because our market is bidding on the World Cup right now in 2026. We have the NFL draft coming to Kansas City in 2023. We have a new airport coming online in 2023 ahead of schedule and under budget, which is also really great. That's right. Let's get a, can we get, hold on. Let's just take a moment to acknowledge that because whoever thought that was going to happen. I know, right? <laughs> like way to go. <laughs> and I mean, yes, uh, like and everyone that has been working on that is, uh, you know, really, really keeping it moving along, which is fantastic. And that really will open the door for Kansas City in a whole new way. So you know, in our world at KCADC, attracting businesses to the market, an airport, the airport was, a, you know, kind of a mm, point for us, <laughs> for the new terminal. Um, and now it was, company, it was a pretty divisive issue. Like, it was people. And I will say, like, so, so the argument on the con side was the one that I kept on hearing was navigability. The fact is, like, the Kansas City airport was extremely navigable like very very easy to 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 get through but that being said like if i on the on the pro side we have the folks who are like hey if we're gonna if we want to establish ourselves as an international you know player and an international presence we actually have to have an international airport that reflects that one of the things that has been really cool to see here in the kansas city area is they put so much focus on, um, you know, local, locally owned, minority owned, women owned business into that, into that airport. And it was just so exciting to, for me to see, because I mean, actually we've got some innovator led businesses that are in that air, going to go into that yeah. airport. And like, that's the kind of stuff that when, when you think about the KCADC and what y'all do, like, I just, I love that you are continually looking for opportunities to cheerlead for Kansas city, no matter what it is. Totally. Know? Well, just a great example. Um, we have a professional women's soccer team in Kansas city and it is the first in the country to have its own dedicated stadium. So the Casey Current, um, really good, and they just rebranded. Yeah. Their, the Casey Current is a relatively new name, actually. Totally, and we're super excited about it. <laughs> so how amazing is that? That we have this sports team one for women athletes. Two, they're going to be the first in the country to have this amazing space to do their thing. And three, from a business perspective, Kansas City is the leading designer, um, global design, so leading designer of sports stadiums around the world. So you better believe they're going to have the most amazing stadium. Right. Yeah, no, and I and I love that. And I and I have to tell you that my little feminist heart that beats in my chest is like, 
women's sports. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. We're, and we had I mean, too. Like we're throwing a lot of money at women's sports. And I'm like, way to go, Kansas City. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, and it's amazing. So I so shameless plug here, but go check out uh we have a magazine, Casey Options. <gasps> That's right. Um, you I can go to AC options. I picked it up at the luncheon and it's, yeah, it's our cover has athletes from Casey current on it. They are amazing women in Kansas city. Um, they have the story, their cover story has both their personal story and the team story. So check it out. It's at my Casey.co. Um, and you can learn, you know, about them and just the amount of talent that they have brought to our market is pretty incredible. So uh, love them and their team. That is awesome. I I love that a lot. Okay. Well, so, so I want to ask you, um, well, I, I have like 20 different questions that I want to ask you, but we, we, we have a limited amount of time. Um, I know so, we haven't caught up in a while, so there's a lot I to, know, like, I know. <laughs> to talk about. So, so talk to us about civic engagement. Because one of the things that I like to do on the show is I I like to give our folks playing at home, you know, a roadmap or some ideas on ways that they can implement the things that we're talking about. And so so one of the things that the KCADC has gotten down on lock is is that engagement piece, like bringing, bringing people together in pursuit of a unified goal. And in particular, that, that, unif- that unified goal being how can we make Kansas City the best place to live, work, play for all people? I think, I think that's the goal, right? Yeah. Like, is that a good yeah. goal? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if, if you're, you know, playing at home and you're an entrepreneur, you're a startup founder, um, what are some ways that, that, that they can engage, that we can engage the the average layperson and get involved to make our cities better, stronger, uh, more more progressive, more innovative. So first and first and foremost, um, if you don't have a seat at the table, pull up a seat and sit down. And what I mean by that is sign up to get daily communication from various news outlets from community groups and really kind of inform yourself on what's happening within the market and find what makes you passionate. So if there's something happening in your community that you like or don't like, then, then say something about it. Um, that's what makes a community better and growing and thriving are active and engaged citizens in the market. Um, I would also say telling your story we and we're the biggest offenders of this in Kansas City. Um, we all do our thing, and we we have some amazing businesses and personal stories and innovation coming out of all of our um, areas of our community. And we kind of just do our thing, and we don't talk about it. And so it's not until you're in conversation five, six, or seven with people that you're like, "Wait a second, you launched what? You did what?" Um, <laughs> So tell people about (laughs) what you're doing and let the people uh, speak for you and tell your story for you if you don't want to tell it yourself. Um, So that's, we're really bad at that in Kansas City. We kind of just do our thing. Um, And then, you know, I would say be an advocate for, for your city, your community, and your business. So if you see something cool, 
from uh, someone in your network or an individual on your team or something happening in the city in which you live that you're excited about, share it because there are people and companies in your network around the world that in that moment of time, they may come across your content on social or you know, whatever conversation you're having with someone thinking like, oh, I'm actually ready for a move or I haven't been back to Kansas City in a while. I still have this, you know, old perception of what my city looks like and get someone excited about it. About And, and that goes for any city. Not, I mean, there are amazing cities across the country. So, you know, what do you love about your city and how are you helping talk about it? I love that. And I mean, I think, I, I think... So I'm a cheerleader for Kansas City, and I know that you're a cheerleader for Kansas yeah. City, uh, for sure. But but we have a lot of cheerleaders for Kansas City. Like you, you and I are not unique in the love that we hold for this beautiful city um, that that we are very fortunate to live in. Um, so so yeah, like I, I would encourage all of our listeners at home, like become cheerleaders. You know, if you were never a cheerleader in high school, here's your shot. This is your this is your jam. This is what you can get excited about. Um, so I, I have to ask you, I was going, so I was going to ask you, I've been thinking about this human question for like the past 20 minutes, so don't tell anybody, but <laughs> I, I was going to ask you and, and folks listening at home who aren't from Kansas city, I have to tell you one of the most divisive questions that you can ask somebody living in the Kansas city area is what's your favorite barbecue joint? Cause everybody has a favorite. We're known for our barbecue. We take it very seriously here. Um, it's delicious, but we definitely, um, everybody kind of has their, their favorite. Recipe. I'm actually not going to ask you that. Okay. I thank you. I thought <laughs> about it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that to her because you know, people would get angry. It'll get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to ask you that, but I am going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this. What is your favorite part of living in Kansas City? Oh my gosh, that's like a, such a hard question too. But it's not controversial though. Or I don't think so, unless you're just like, I really, really love, and then you say something awful. Don't do I say that. something really awful. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? The what I love about Kansas City are the people. And and I mean that in the most like genuine, having lived in Chicago, interacting with people from all over the world, traveling all over the world, the people in Kansas City, there's just something like we call it Kansas City nice. Yeah. But it's like this like real, just, you know, you're on the streetcar. And if you were to ask someone like, hey, I need good barbecue. Not only would they tell you like 10 different options, but they'd offer to like walk you. Yeah. So niceness yeah. is supposed to be a Midwest quality, but I think Kansas city, like we have it, we have it down. We, we yeah, really we do. We're, we're, we tend to be nice people. Um, just like collaborative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just solid collaborative, you know, no one's going to steal your idea. If you have this cool concept, they're going to help you bring it to fruition and then like make all these uh, extra connections for you. And that's just, yeah, I just, and I love that we're like, Kansas city is so accessible. Like, Mm -hmm. and and by that, I mean, like if I have a problem and I want to talk to my city council person, I can just do that. Like our mayor gave out his personal number. Like, you know, it's very easy to find people 
and organizations and institutions to plug into, speak to directly, like talking to that collaborative piece, like if I want to reach out and collaborate or share ideas or what have you, like it's super easy to do here in the city and I love it. Um, so, so yeah, that is, that is an amazing answer. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Like you're, you're very much a people person. I've, I've noticed that about you, yeah. but, um, yeah. yeah, so, so that answer does not surprise me, but I do have to tell you, um, I am, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to chat here today. Um, I knew I was yeah. going to have fun and thank you for having me <laughs> and, uh, you know, you all, you all are doing amazing stuff for Kansas city. So uh, like, it, this has been a privilege to, uh, to sit down with you and it's been too long. So I know, know we're going to have to like do, do coffee or, or something. Yeah, part two okay. cocktails. <laughs> just, just for listeners at home, we will organize that off air. Like we'll, we'll, we're not going to do that here right now. Uh, but what we are going to do here right now is we are going to talk to you about the, how to start a tech company series featuring the mats. Um, if you are thinking about starting your own tech company, just know that Startup Hustle, we have a weekly series called How to Start a Tech Company. Uh, Matt DeCourcy, Matt Watson have created a 52-part series that takes you from start to finish on the startup journey. And it's the Matts. You have to love listening to Matt Squared, as I call them. They hate it, but I do it anyway. Feel free to call them that as well. But don't tell them I told you. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for that. You definitely want to keep an eye out for our episode sponsor, Full Scale. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. I am your host, Lauren Conaway. And as always, it has been an absolute blast spending this time with you. Thanks for, uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us a listen, and we will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Cause, 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 cause,